0: Thank you for joining us on Love That Voiceover, where we explore the people and projects behind the microphone in depth. This is Rick Riley, commercial, promo, and documentary voice of NFL's Minnesota Vikings. Keep listening to Love That Voiceover with Love That Rebecca. Yay! And welcome, all you fabulous, beautiful, awesomely sexy listeners of Love That Voiceover. Today, I have
1: Lisa Bitch!
0: <laughs> Welcome, Lisa. The intro, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Now let's talk about Lisa. Lisa Biggs is a full-time professional voiceover actor, creator of Voxy Ladies, and co-creator of Camp Vox. She's been lending her unique sound, you just heard that, to national campaigns and global brands for more than a decade. From animation studios and big brand agencies to toy makers, Lisa's voice is in demand for A-list clients around the world. You can hear Lisa's voice in TV promos for Ion Television, Running from Zombies in Dying Light. You can check that out on our website. It's really creepy. (laughs) Giggling as Cuddles in My Giggly Pet Monkey. uh, As Charlie Brown for the Peanuts franchise and so much more. In 2014 alone, Lisa voiced over half a million words as Liam, her signature little boy voice, for various global e-learning and narration projects. Now while Lisa is not behind the microphone, she also enjoys as a soul sister for me making guacamole. Yes. <laughs> Snuggling with her 75-pound golden doodle named Banjo. We've seen many pictures on social media of him and teaching voice acting to a very special group of Camp Vox students through the Frazy Dream Center. Frazy. Frazy Dream Center. Yeah. Lisa's Lisa's voice has elicited teasing and nicknames like squeaky since grade school. We all get teased in some ways, right? Even as a sophomore in college, though, after giving an oral presentation in her sociology class, her professor approached her privately to say, your presentation was great, but, you know, if anybody's going to take you seriously in the real world, you're going to have to do something about
1: your voice.
0: So that's what she went out and did. (laughs) <laughs>
1: yes, yes. Yay!
0: Welcome, welcome, welcome. And she's also taken on a new facet in her career as a voiceover agent. Is that an agent for kids only?
1: Yeah, I uh, I was brought on board this talent agency. I'm, I'm a creative director of the whole department, but uh, I don't want to touch adults with a 10-foot pole. <laughs> 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 so, I, yeah, I'm working with kids. We haven't decided what my kind of official title will be, um, because I don't want there to be some weird conflict or confusion, Um, but, you know, the fact is, is after all these years, people see me as a casting resource for kids, they always have, and so now we're just making it official and creating a vehicle um, to market that service, so, yeah, so, yeah, representing kids, um,
0: working with kids, yeah.
1: Working with kids, like, I love, I really love working with kids. It's something that I've done, um, you know, while I've done voiceover, before I did voiceover. um, It's always been something that I've really enjoyed. And so it's cool to have kind of an an official kind of deal going on. Yeah. It's really cool. Like, I've been booking um, kids every week on various gigs and national commercials and wow all kinds of stuff toys games yeah and it's just really cool to, to be a part of that that journey with them um, yeah because so many kids now are it's on their radar voiceovers on their radar is obviously on the parents radar as a you know a revenue stream for kids that are already actively pursuing um, opportunities on camera etc and for kids it's actually something that they, think about when they sit down and go, hey, what do I want to be when I grow up? It's actually something that is in that, you know, in that queue of, of things that run through their mind as possible jobs.
0: It's amazing. I wouldn't have ever thought of that as a kid. Never, never in a zillion years would I have thought of that as a kid because I thought of practical things since I didn't have anyone around me doing stuff like that. I wanted to be a teacher when I was a little girl, then a veterinarian. Then I didn't want to have anything to do with business so I wanted to be an artist. No 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 marketing. I'm like, what is marketing? What is business school?
1: <laughs> you know, it's so funny you say that, because like when I started voiceover, I was coming at it strictly as, you know, I'm an actor, I do voiceover. I moved to L.A., I had my big fancy agents, I drove into Beverly Hills for all my auditions, drove into, you know, various uh, parts of L.A. for all my jobs, like, nobody worked from home then.
0: Nobody.
1: And when I...
0: I not was- even in voiceover, to be no. clear, not even in voiceover, so. It's only, it's only a recent change, and you still have to go sometimes in L.A., if you're in L.A., you sometimes still have to go to a voiceover yeah. audition, rarer, but...
1: Right. And I, uh, when I moved away from L.A., I evidently like that the change had happened while I was living in L.A., but it certainly wasn't on my radar because I was in that little bubble of, you know, my one agent, you know, my, my living in a bigger market like that. And when I moved away and came back to the Southeast, I connected with Celia Siegel, and she actually was one of the agents at CESC, Um, and then she had moved on to an agency in San Francisco, and then now she has her own talent management company, Celia Siegel Management, and I reached out to her, and I'm like, Celia, oh my gosh, it's so great to reconnect with you, and I don't live in L.A. anymore, but people tell me that you can still do voiceover, what, like, and she's like, yeah, girl. She's like, well, you know, this is what we need to do. Dah, 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 dah. We need to work on your business plan. And I was like, my what? <laughs> <laughs> <love those> <laughs> 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 What's that? I'm an actor.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, from L.A. <laughs> yeah. Right, right.
1: Don't, don't people do that for me? <laughs> 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 but yeah, it's so different. I mean, some days I miss. You know, uh, I miss the old days, and obviously, I'm only 35, so I, I you know, I'm not like 70 years old <laughs> sitting here going, "I remember when I used to go into my agent's office."
0: <laughs> well, you do a very good 80 year old, I would say, not even.
1: My voice like kind of maxes out around 16, <laughs> and then I don't come back into the... <laughs> the the voiceover hemisphere stratosphere (laughs) until about 70 you know that's fantastic like like 50 55 60 years where i can't really do anything but (laughs) (laughs) but like yeah like i i mean some days i miss that you know some days i'm like you know wtf man like why can't somebody just tell me where to go and what to do
0: This is about the evolution of voiceover. And a lot of people have interviewed Lisa more recently. So I told her I didn't want to do all the same. You know, how did you start your career? Blah, blah, blah. You can find that elsewhere if you just Google Lisa's name and interview and you'll you'll find that info. Um, And so I don't want to go there with Lisa while she's got a precious time with us today. I want to focus on the things that are important to her. And she's just mentioned one, which is really dealing with a, a longer term career, even with the the kind of voice that she has. Um, and she mentioned this when, when we were, kind of prepping for the interview you know there's a lot going on there's a lot of evolution so there was the evolution for her to come from LA to the southeast and then there's other evolutions that are going on in the in the industry itself and sometimes needing to reframe your own self in your own career so when you realized that you had to market you know how did you you had somebody helping you obviously Celia Siegel Um, how did that turn out for you
1: um actually really well. I have always loved words and concept, like conceptualizing um, ideas like it's it, in terms of creating opportunities for visibility. Um I wouldn't have been able to articulate it like that, you know, years ago, but I've always been just very creative. I've always been kind of a a synthesizer, so to speak, like in just in terms of how I connect with, you know, you know, going from point A to point B or, or even right. further. Um, it's its a very fun process for me. Um, I love, I just...
0: You like the advertising aspect, right? The creative advertising.
1: Which is so weird because, I mean, my, my background is, you know, my, I have a bachelor's in Christian theology. Oh, wow. Um, I went to Bible college. <laughs>
0: wow.
1: <laughs> I didn't talk about, you know, any of that stuff. No? <laughs>
0: um,
1: I have a third of my master's in... I say a third because I, I dropped out. I, I hate school. <gasps> I
0: like First. that. A third. Like you've completed it and you have two other bits that you did your master's in.
1: <laughs> a third of my master's in, um, in apologetics, which is something that has always interested me. Um, but, I mean, I just, for whatever reason, you know, always had, uh, you know, just, a, a, you know, in my mind it's like a grid. Like I can see what needs to be done and where. I need to go, or, or where Boxy Ladies needs to go, or, or whatever, and I'm able to, um, in, in a really fun way, create that map and then get the you know the proverbial train on the track and you know fuel right. it with whatever it takes and get it there. And it's just been something that I, I really truly enjoy. I mean, if I didn't love it, like I would probably suck at it.
0: Fun. You can make a grid in your mind so it's it's a way of organizing yourself and I think it's kind of really cool to get into people's heads and kind of see how they organize. Um just as a reminder for everybody, you're running your own voiceover career. You're basically in charge of that. You're not letting your agents throw, you know, lead you through. uh
1: uh-uh.
0: uh And you're running <laughs> What was that?
1: I wish I yes. wish Yeah. Yeah. But uh, whatever, <laughs> yeah,
0: and you have Voxy ladies, which yeah. is why don't you just give a quick two sentence description?
1: I would say it's essentially a marketing collective meets a professional association for women in voiceover with kind of a junior league kind of vibe <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's- Speaking of evolution, like, it has certainly evolved tremendously over the last five years.
0: Well, we'll talk more about Voxy Ladies, but you're running that, and uh, you might have some partners in crime in Voxy Ladies. I think you have some help.
1: Oh, yeah. I, I am the queen of outsourcing. that <laughs> grid in my head? Yes. It's in my head, right? But, yes. But, like, I, I I have a lot of help getting it out of my head right. and bringing things to life and have no problem. Um, you know, I'm... I am not the end-all be-all when it comes to making stuff happen.
0: Cool. Yes. I wanted to, because I know that that's, I believe that I understood that about you. And so I wanted to mention that, but I want to also, you know, you are, you are the founder, correct? Of Voxy Uh Ladies. So you're doing your own career. You're doing the Voxy Ladies and you're doing Camp Vox, which is training for kids, Correct.
1: Yes, I love working kids. So
0: as voiceover talent, it just seems like there are a lot of people that are kind of doing different things. People know that I do the Love That Improv VO thing as well as my own voiceover career. So I think it's really cool. You know, lots of people are only in part time as voiceover, but they're trying to market. They're trying to run it and they're trying to do this other stuff, too. Right. Or they want to get full time. So. If you take that proverbial grid, and I know you're working with other people. Maybe other people have spouses or, or friends that are helping them, too, or mastermind groups. Who knows? Um, how, wh- what's your process? Tell us a little bit about that.
1: Well, I mean, I, uh, I am a little bit of a – I'm, I'm, actually, I'm neurotic. Like, I'm a little <laughs> bit too. Um, you can ask anyone who knows me well. Um, my probably – my biggest weakness – as a professional, and even on a personal level, is that I don't know how to turn it off. I don't know how to relax. I don't know how. Yeah. I mean, on Facebook, I think I come across as, you know, oh, I love my wife, I love my dog. Like, my boyfriend's so cute. <laughs> Whoa, he asked me to marry him, what? Like, which are, true, they are true things about me. But the truth is, is like, I, I really have a very difficult time um, you know, just enjoying life itself. Like I am, I am. You're always the, on the go. Oh, I am the quintessential workaholic. Type you know? A. Oh yeah. Um, it drives my close friends, my fiance, my family crazy. It drives me crazy. Um, and part of that is just because, I mean, yeah, part of it is because A, obviously I love what I do. I love, love, love what I do. There's nothing else on this planet, aside from maybe being a helicopter pilot, <laughs> that I, A, would want to do, B, am qualified to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, there's nothing else I would rather do. Since the very first day when I was 17, 18, and some guy came up to me and was like, hey, you should do voiceover. And I was like, What?
0: What is that? but let's so so you are a type A and you categorize things right there for us. and so you're able to put that grid together and kind of see this is that, this is that this is where we need to go and then you get other people to help you get from point A to point.
1: Oh gosh yes.
0: GHz I, I, you know
1: I mean I, I definitely am a, a you know you know I'm very self-motivated um, and driven you know wake up every day and I'm like, cool all right, what are we gonna do today? Um, that being said, I am, I am very acutely aware of the things that I am not good at. And that is something that I've had to, um, you know, I've had to accept. And I've had to first realize and just be honest with myself about the things that I just can't do.
0: So, like, and what? So, what? what?
1: Well, I mean, there are things that, there are technical things I suck at, oh, you know. God. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah. I mean, I outsource a lot of things. However, um, you know, I these are things that I pay for out outside vendors, you know, right. from graphic artists to, you know, tech support. Right. Um, you know, I have a personal assistant. I have an intern. Um, I and do, these are
0: all, these are not like full-time employees. These are piecemeal contractors you're working with.
1: Yes, I mean, they they a lot of them work with me, uh, like you know, it, it, it is definitely a considerable expense. However, you know, I, it makes my life easier. It helps me because I get, I get, and it's so funny. Like I, uh, I tell, I told Stanley the other day we were driving in the car, we were driving in New York and I'm driving and, um, I mean, this really, I had this aha moment and I was like, Hey, can you Google and see if there's a Lululemon outlet in New York City? Because I love Lululemon because I'm a voice actor. I wear yoga pants, right? That's what I we wear. Yeah. So I also do yoga so pants. So I, don't, I don't just buy them because they're cute. Um, but I Hey, will you check and see? And he's like, Yeah, sure. And he continues doing what he's doing. And I'm driving the car. And only like 15, 20 seconds have elapsed. And I'm getting aggravated, because I'm like, hey, are you going to do it today? <laughs> I was like, I was getting mad, but I was, I was like, why am I mad? We're driving, we're, we're chilling out, we're listening to music, we're drinking Starbucks, why am I getting my, a bee in my bonnet? And, um, I was like, Stanley, and he's like, what? You know, and he, of course, he hasn't Googled, Googled it yet, even though I asked him, like, 30 seconds ago, but I was like, I think that I am OCD, because I am ADD, I'm like, because my, my brain goes a bajillion miles an hour, I obsess about something because I know if I don't, I'll forget about it.
0: Yeah, <laughs> right.
1: And, and then we'll be driving back from New York and I'll be like, oh man, we didn't even see if there was a Lululemon outlet. And so it's so funny, like these are things that I've just had to accept about myself that, yeah, I'm pretty sure I have ADHD. Like, I've never been diagnosed, but I, I have a very difficult time relaxing, unplugging, not obsessing about things. I just wanted to throw it out
0: there that uh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a type B+. plus. I mm-hmm. don't go all the way to A. I do know how to relax a little bit, um, but I get a little tense at some point. Either coming back into the work or leaving the work, it's hard for me to extract. And then it's hard for me to – It's when I get back in, I get a little tense and nervous like ah. – What do I have to do? Like, oh, am I going to get it? You know? And so, and then then once I start jumping in, I start, okay, reorganizing. And it sounds like, you know, everybody's got some element, you know, whether you want to put a label on it ADHD, ADD, OCD, you know, all these things help us compartmentalize and understand ourselves better. It's really important. And I think it's really valuable what you shared about even the moment in the car.
1: And like, oh my God, why isn't he doing what I said, right? (laughs) Like, in the moment. That I said it. am <laughs> like, you know, but, but I mean, and and the thing about voiceover, I think that especially for personality types that have a tendency to, I mean, I'm just, I work naturally, I'm a very hard worker. Um, yeah. You know, naturally, I am obsessive compulsive. You know, I also struggle with, with, you know, just being able to focus. Um, uh, and I think voiceover. Tends to sometimes aggravate those. I'm not. I'm sorry, but you know they they they, ex, they make them worse.
0: Right. Well, that that's understandable because we jump and jump.
1: Any any entrepreneurship, you know, you know, okay. micropreneur, solopreneur, whatever you want to call it, any you know, uh, any any job where you are the CEO. I think if you have those tendencies, like they they are very much on the surface. I mean, you can't. You know, it is so funny. Like I. Especially boxy ladies has been the hardest thing I've ever I've ever experienced personally, professionally because any of those girls could tell you probably uh, almost instantaneously what my weaknesses are, and they are weaknesses professionally and personally. like there were times where I just wanted to like walk away from the whole thing because it made me feel so vulnerable because I was like, all my shit is hanging out right. <laughs> I, I I cannot hide the things about myself that suck some days.
0: Well, there are so many other things.
1: You know what I love
0: about what you're saying is um, it's not about trying to cover things up. We're trying to just be real. Yeah. And a CEO of anything, whether you're a micropreneur or a solopreneur or whatever the hell you want to call it, you know, we are trying to achieve something. And I guess that's your driving force, your desire to achieve a purposeful thing out of that. And when we are under pressure, or even sometimes just trying to relax, you know, we have personalities, too. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And I think this is a great dialogue to be sharing with everyone.
1: I mean, it is this, this job is This is, it's hard.
0: Let me tell you a joke, and this will end this little segment. Yesterday, I was in a a live session. When I say live, it's a live directed session. I mean, you're on the same time as the person directing you. You're not on your own in your studio. Um, There's a session that's on your own to me. And then there's live session because for me, uh, somebody's on the other end. We have a particular appointment, and we're going to be doing it for at least an hour. You know, in there. <laughs> no, um, we're going to be online for an hour. So I was in the session, and I I just love being in a directed session because I can release so much, and I don't have to record because it's over Source Connect. So I don't have to worry about all the tech stuff. Just adjust my microphone for the engineer on the other side, and I'm good. Don't hit the mic. <laughs> you know, <laughs> all the basics, and you're fine. And I enjoy it so much. And and it was the best producer I've worked with in a long time, because he actually took some time to chat with me at the open. A lot of time, they're so tense over there on the other end, I don't know what's happening. But this, they never want to chat, you know, and this is the first time. And this was wonderful that this guy took some time to chat with me. And he said, "I I have a joke for you. And he asked me what my my companion boyfriends we're not getting married that's our plan we're living together so I don't know what the hell to call him anyway (laughs) because what is his uh I told him he was a musician but I didn't say what kind and he asked what kind and and uh he said
1: uh that's what he is he's your partner in crime he's my
0: partner in crime and the joke is um you know Blah blah blah. You know what can what's the difference between a turkey and a keyboardist? Because he's a keyboardist. He's more than that, but he's a keyboardist. And then uh, he told me the punchline, which I'm not going to tell you yet. And then then I turned it around because I thought it was so appropriate. I said, "What's the difference between a turkey and a voiceover actor, Lisa? What's the difference between a turkey and a voiceover actor? This is a terrible joke, but it's funny." Oh my gosh.
1: A turkey and a voiceover actor. Oh, my gosh. I don't
0: know. The turkey can provide dinner to the family. Because <laughs> <laughs> in a lot of cases, you know, people complain about their voiceover finances. Right. Obviously, you know, you and I both have decent careers and everything. We've been doing this for a while. And yours is really, really good. Um, probably more financially than mine, even, which is great because you've been in the business longer than me. So I'm not even going to try to, to pretend any different. But um, I think it's really important that we understand that voiceover is a business. We can make a living off of it. We don't have to have the turkeys win. And we're going to talk more about that with Lisa when we come back to our second uh, part of this interview. Uh, so tune in to part two. <laughs> I was waiting. Hey, thanks so much for listening to Love That Voiceover. I'm so glad you're enjoying this. And you know what? You've helped me pass a huge milestone. We've had over 115,000 downloads since we launched in January 2012. Woohoo! Yes. You guys are awesome. Wow. I'm glad that you're liking it. I really am because Love That Voiceover is my passion project. It's my way of giving back to this amazing world of voiceover and a way to pass things on. So many people have given so much to me over the years. You know, it's something I enjoy and you guys get to enjoy it too. Now, would you be so kind to please help love that voiceover get a little more noticed? If you can, any or all of the following will be really easy for you to do and would really help. If you're listening on iTunes, subscribe and rate the show with stars, multiple stars, please. On Facebook, Book, please like the public page Love That Voiceover and join the private group Love That Voiceover, of course. <laughs> Our Twitter is at Love That Vo, so chat with me there too. And there are links to all of this on the website Love That Voiceover.com. Now, back to the interview. All right, everybody, all you fabulous, sexy, beautiful, unbelievable, and invisible. Love that voiceover. Listeners, thank you for tuning in again with Lisa Biggs, part two. Woohoo!
1: Hey, voiceover turkeys.
0: <laughs> do your turkey. <laughs> <laughs> and this is mine. So she does the far away, and I do the close up. <laughs>
1: kind of the Xena warrior princess thing. Oh, going. yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You do. You do. You're charging. You're charging.
1: Yours could either be like a turkey or it could be like a turkey who's like in a bathtub.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, there's. I haven't been practicing it lately, so it's probably a little rough and sounds more like a turkey underwater.
1: <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Animal I can't sounds. Get it. Yeah. I have entered the market on weird sounds. And getting paid for it! Yay! So we have Lisa
0: again, and we were we were talking about uh, a joke at the end of the last uh, segment. So we started off kind of kicking it off with the joke again, a little bit vocally, <laughs> but. Um, We were talking about, uh, you know, some of the struggles and uh, I wanted her to talk a little bit now about her career. Let's jump into your career right now where you're at, because when we first started talking before the first segment, when we weren't recording, you were mentioning how, you know, as a voiceover actor, you have to really keep an eye on things because you can't just, you know, get there and then just let everything run on automatic. Right.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, um, and I, I, you know, you could break. Voice actors down into multiple categories, but I think um, you know whether you're a generalist or a specialist mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. like this industry is going to change and and it you you have to be able to change with it. right. so
0: what are the ch- big changes that you've had to go through besides the first one when you went from LA to back to the southeast, which was shifting to dealing with handling it yourself, right? Oh
1: yeah, like that I mean I went from. You know, little Lisa living in, you know, LA, you know, I I am still in the union, booking union work with my you know, with my big, you know, top tier agent. Um right. and I wouldn't say I necessarily was making a living then. Um, you know, I kinda had a deer in headlights thing going on, honestly okay. during that season just because I was of the mindset of Okay, well, I'm just going to show up and be my awesome self and do my cute little voices. And if I get hired, great. If not, that's okay. Like, uh, I know I'll, I'll have my big break. Somebody's going to discover me, right? Because that's what we all trust Okay. But then when I moved back, you know, after six, seven years, I moved back to the Southeast um, and started going to grad school and um, was thinking about doing other stuff with my life, um, but then realized I could still do voiceover. And started, you know, kind of round two. I realized for the first time, I was like, nobody cares about me. Nobody's gonna discover me. Nobody's looking for me. No one's holding their breath until, you know, I show up. Like, this is it. But here's the, the cool thing as well, you know, on one end, it was like, oh, I guess. I'll probably never get discovered. Like, no one's ever going to pluck me out of a sea of a bajillion voice actors and go, hey, you, i want to pay you a dump truck load of money to do what you love. That's just not going to happen. And that was kind of a bummer. Like, I was yeah. like, yeah,
0: that's,
1: that's kind of what I was banking on. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Especially when you have, like, a unique sound or guys with, like, a deep voice or, like, hey, you know, I've just been just waiting to do a voice over. And it's like, you know what, dude? If nobody cares about me, nobody cares about you. Right. here's a cool thing like, if you have the determination, you don't even have to be like an expert marketer. But if you love it, and you are determined to withstand whatever obstacles come in your way, like, you are going to discover yourself. And that in and of itself will be discoverable. And so, you know, there is that kind of season of, wrapping my head around that. And, you know, at the time,
0: kind of the disillusionment of one dream or one expectation into where did you go from there?
1: Well, I mean, at that point, you know, things really picked up speed for me. You know, I I wrapped my mind around marketing and and running my own business and, um, you know, saw, uh, uh, you know, obviously, like I have a great deal of Success, monetarily speaking, etc.
0: Yeah, that's great. And that was cool. And you became full time.
1: Yeah, oh yeah. Um, And I was doing, you know, mostly commercial stuff, union and non union.
0: Was it mostly commercial radio and TV or?
1: So, radio and TV, Um, you know, then came the interactive media, you know, video games, apps, ebooks for kids. And then I finally you know, let go of my uh, fear of long-form narration and started seeing, you know, a lot of bigger projects coming in, you know, from overseas, some, you know, stateside, some international, and we're receiving these really great opportunities to do things like text-to-speech, you know, e-learning, like, all kinds of narration, and, you know, like, Tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of words. Yes. That being said, though, a lot of those jobs I don't like. I mean, because by the time, you know, people talk you down.
0: Negotiating.
1: Negotiating. By the time, you know, it's almost like, I mean, it's like the flea market. Some days, like, voiceovers like a big, giant flea market. (laughs) Good job. Nice comparison. They cut your quote in half and... You know, they're sending you money via PayPal, and PayPal takes their fees. And then, of course, you got to pay taxes. And then for me, I pay people to edit my stuff because, I, like I said, there are things I'm not good at.
0: Yes, I understand. I do, too.
1: It's, it goes from being a $70,000 job to being, like, $25,000, which is still a lot of money. You know, it's it a lot of It seems like
0: a real cut, yeah.
1: Right. And then, of course, so, but, I mean, I'm still you know, I'll still take it, you know, I'm, right. I'm happy to, you know, if the client is pleasant to work with, um, that's a whole other thing. Like it if is. You're a, I don't want to work with you. I don't care if you're trying to offer me $30,000, $40,000. If I'm going to have to lose sleep at night because I'm going to have to chase you for to, for invoices and accounts receivable, I'm not in the mood. Like, I'll go make $40,000 off somebody else. Right. Um, and so, and I think, obviously, I'm in a, a position, to some degree, to do that to make those choices, Um, But also, that's definitely freed me up for better opportunities. Now, that being said, you know, and going back to the evolution of voiceover, where I used to book like a maniac these TV radio ads where I came in and, you know, they hired me as a kid. You know, whether like I auditioned as Liam and I slate Liam Biggs and then I go into my read and they hire me as a little boy. Oh, wow. And I do Or they think that I'm like six years old and I go on and do my thing. They don't want adults who sound like kids. In the last two years, there has been a radical shift in that particular arena of voiceover where they don't want me. Yeah, I mean, it is, you know, I would never discourage anyone. I know there's a lot of girls out there that have a voice like mine, and most people point them to me. They, you know, they show up to voiceover classes, and they're like, um, my name's Jennifer, and... A lot of people say, i oh, sound like, hello, girl, and I want to do voiceovers. And, of course, the first person that their coach or whoever or the whole room goes, oh, my God, you got big. <laughs> and, you know, honestly, a lot of these, a lot of talent with that sound, just because of their experience of growing up with a voice like that, are, are timid just in their personalities. And so oh. the first thing I say to them is, hey, obviously i get it i know where you're coming from i know where you want to go with this thing but number one and i'm not trying to be crass but you gotta grow a pair yeah <laughs> Like, let's put on your big girl pants yeah all right um that cute like hey help me help me the
0: attitude doesn't have to go with the voice yeah
1: yeah it doesn't so you gotta get over that that's not something that is impossible for people even adults to go all right cool so i can't I can't let people...
0: I can't be a pushover.
1: Yeah, push me in one direction. I mean, because most of these women, just like all women, like we're all capable of kicking ass. Yes. Just a lot of women haven't heard that most of their lives. And some of these talent with these little voices, they have heard, oh, you're so cute, and you should do voiceovers, and let me pat you on the head. And right. And like, no, it's not. Like, you're a lady boss. Like, own your shit, you know? And, and that is where you see... An, Pardon my language, but it is something that I feel very strongly about, is I don't like people telling me what I can't do. Right. Other people feeling like there are things they can't do. Whatever you want to do, heck yeah, go for it. Grab it by the jugular and do not let go. That being said, those particular opportunities, broadcast, TV, and radio, are not as accessible to women who sound like kids anymore. I would say this year alone, I have booked... And then lost probably two dozen, you know, 25, 30 gigs. And these are significant opportunities to work for big brands, union work, big campaigns, where they hire Liam and, you know, I, I get the word either through my agent or, or whatever, or they communicate with me and they say, we would love to hire your son for our commercial campaign. <laughs> I'm like, when do I break the news? And then however they find out whether I just, out of the spirit of transparency, say, oh, by the way, my son is actually me. I'm a woman and I do boy voices. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden they get weird. Or, you know, I book through my agent and maybe the producer, whoever, casting director, looks me up on social media and goes, oh... Oh, that's weird. She's not a kid? Oh. Why do you think this is happening? Well, honestly, it's just the power of suggestion. You know, it's a couple of things. One is the power of suggestion. As soon as someone feels like they hear a woman trying to sound like a kid, they decide that you don't sound like a kid. You sound like a woman who's trying to sound like a kid.
0: Oh, but they didn't know that when they heard your recording.
1: (laughs) They were like, you know, cool, she's in or he's in. And then, you know, through a little bit of investigating or whatever, however they stumbled upon me, they decided, oh, well, our audience is never going to buy that. So, um, Or, I mean, to be honest, there are a lot of people who put themselves out there as being able to do kid voices because why not? You know, I mean, it's it's another line of income. However, I don't put myself out there and say, hey, if you want a young mom, party over here. Like, <laughs> I've never marketed myself for something that I'm not. But there are a lot of people who are like, oh, I can do kid voices. Listen to this. And it's like, hmm. And so those that have maybe gone before, people like me, have kind of fudged it up so that they now think that I'm just another one of those Women or or individuals.
0: So you don't. So you don't think it has to do with um, the the factor that at, in voiceover we have um, now the capability of doing all of this online via our home studios, and parents are more interested for kids who are becoming actors or interested in being a voice actor. I mean, is there a proliferation as well on the other side of kids engaging into this market?
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm competing against now all of my friends' kids. Right. Where, you know, it used to would be, they would say, oh, you need a little boy? You need a girl? Like, call my friend Lisa or whatever. now, like, every voice actor who has kids, which honestly, they would be stupid not to. Right. I mean, if she had kids, I'd be like, uh-uh, get in the booth. <laughs>
0: well, and I know I just recently – I did another interview with a woman who has uh, has done a lot of work with a kid voice, even though she um, is doesn't have the same voice you have. And Christina Milizia. And she, and she was saying she got into it because her mom was a voice actor and her mom brought her in the booth. And that's how it all started for her as a kid, you know, and then she went through a different phase. So I was just thinking, you know, now kids are more accessible. What the other thing on the, like, say, the flip side of that coin for the producer or ad agency is kids are harder to work with. And especially if you're working in union, you have a lot more rules and restrictions in working with kids. So I would think that that wouldn't be their first choice if they have a professional actress who can make it really invisible.
1: Well, I mean, it's just, I, it is what it is. There's so many variables, but yeah. you know the the point of it is like is I'm still here, right? Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? That's cool. Like because in this industry, you've got to be fluid. You've got to be resilient. You've got to be determined. And yeah, that is a significant blow. You know, there like we talked earlier. I've probably seen thirty to forty thousand dollars a year. That are, that is not on the books with that type right. of work anymore. Then I'm, right. that I have to go. All right, cool. Well, I guess I need to do more e learning or I need to do more interactive blah blah blah. And it's just what you do. Like because this job, I mean, getting into voiceover and getting to that point where you're like, holy crap, I'm paying all my bills with voiceover money. What? It's thing. But then maintaining that is when the real work begins and you just have to be in it for the long haul. This is not an industry for the faint of heart. This is not an industry for anyone who feels like they're gonna make tons of money and it's just gonna keep like flooding in. Like this is a profession and in the in some days the most boring sense of the word, it is also a profession just like any other profession where it's a constant you got to constantly be on the move because here today, gone tomorrow. I mean, even (laughs) a lot of those bigger accounts, like everybody wants to snag, like, you know, oh, man, I'm the voice of Rooms to Go or whatever. Right. That's cool, and that may, you know, we actually...
0: It can be short-lived. It doesn't necessarily mean it's the rest of your life.
1: Yeah, you cannot put all your eggs in any one basket.
0: Yeah, you've got to... And you can't leave the marketing alone. You can't be the CEO and not continue to run all aspects of the business. Which is a great place to end the second part of our interview with Lisa Biggs getting into the real nitty gritty of voiceover and the evolution of it in your own career. Thank you. Thank you. Yay, you're Yay. We'll come right back after this quick break. Hey, do you want to improve your voiceover skills? Yes. And increase your performance range, flexibility, and speed? <laughs> yes. Well, how about time to play with character voices? Then hop on into voiceover improvisation. Yes, online, on Skype, from the great ease of your home studio. Learn more. Go to vo-improv.com or Twitter at vo Fire up your neurons, baby. All right, back to the show. Yeah! Hey, all you fabulous beautiful studio at home beautiful fantastic sexy love that voiceover listeners welcome back to episode three with lisa biggs welcome back lisa thank you
1: yeah this has been so fun i you are so easy to bounce back and forth with yay yeah this has been awesome
0: yay thank you
1: and thanks thanks i mean i just thanks for letting me just have a really safe space. Thank you, listeners, for um, just letting me be honest about things. I think you just have to be. I think this this industry um, really, really is needs that. It needs people that are just really honest about what this is like. Yeah, it's a fantastic, wonderful journey. And, and like I said, I get up every day. And I'm like, cool, I get to do it again. <laughs> <You know?
0: laughs> it is very exciting in that aspect. It's very exciting. And... It's a it it can be a dream job and I was in I don't know if you knew this but I was in a corporate job for, uh, ten and a half eleven years. The last year I never count. I always say ten, then I add the eleven because the last year I knew I was leaving, and so it was like that didn't count. And it's really a pleasure for me to be able to work in voiceover and really run my own life fully, right? Even if I can like you maybe overwork a little bit and not know where to you know unplug, but. Let's talk about your work, and let's talk about what your favorite voiceover project has been so far.
1: Gosh, um, I mean, I have, like, I have so much fun. I mean, I really do. I am so blessed in that everything I do is fun. It makes me happy. The people that are listening um, or engaging with whatever the end product or production is are happy. Um, that is a tremendous blessing, mm-hmm. I mean, just, you know, uh, yesterday, um, I uh, actually had a last-minute session. I was in D.C. We were there for the marathon, and I got called. Actually, I had two sessions. I had one.
0: That's awesome.
1: Yeah, I had one that I had to do in my hotel room, and it was kind of a nightmare, but it definitely showed that I'm with the right guy because he, after running, you know, yeah. running in the marathon, uh, had to help me makeshift the studio in the alcove of our hotel room and hold the down blanket up over the <laughs> outfit. Yeah, it was it was awful. Like I'm I'm in there making animal sounds and like between takes he's like, My arms are really tired hold on <laughs> you know, was really grumpy, but we, we mustered through it and I sent that off to the client and then the next day I uh, actually got to go visit Clean Cuts um and awesome. so we did a Lounge. It's a studio, it's an ISCN studio in Yay! DC and they have the coolest digs. Oh, my gosh. Like, each studio, each uh, um, editing bay and studio has a different theme. And one of them was a Miss Pac-Man theme. It was so cool. And I was in the Miles Davis studio.
0: Oh, my God. They have a Miles Davis studio?
1: Yeah, they had a Jimi Hendrix theme, Miles Davis. Yeah, like Miss Pac-Man. It was so cool. Uh-huh. And uh, I got to go in and sing a, a really funny song about... Finding human DNA in hot dogs. Um, the tune of the Oscar Mayer Wiener song. And I'm just, I'm in there and I'm doing my thing. And I'm like, this cannot be more random, but it was fun. But I, I love all the stuff I work on. I work on. Um, well, what's your
0: dream voiceover project?
1: Some of them are already voiced by people.
0: That's okay. Um,
1: okay, can I say it? Yes. Okay, I want to be the voice of the Smuggle Bear. Oh. I do. <laughs> um, and I hope the woman who hears that isn't offended. We all have dreams. We're allowed to have them. I would love to voice Alice in Wonderland in any capacity. Um, mm. I love Alice. I mean, I'm just thankful that I get to wake up every day and do this. Yeah. Like, even with that, the you know the changes and, and the shifts and, you know, one door closes and then a window opens and yeah, 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 I still get to wake up every day and do this and that's pretty cool. I would love to be the voice of just like a big brand. Like like I always say I'm like, why am I not the Mazda girl? Like <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, something like that. I um I have one real big bucket list item that I'm actually working on voice matching a particular Disney character. Oh. And um I do have a direct line to the opportunity when it becomes available. Right. So I am working on on that, and working with the right people and planting the right seeds so that when the person who is currently voicing this character retires, I can at least be um, considered that they'll all I will already be in their mind as hey, you know, Lisa's been kind of working on this for a couple of years, and it could be five years, it could be ten years, it could be tomorrow, right? But um, I do have one big big thing that I am actively pursuing.
0: So when you're when you're thinking about that and you're getting up every day and you're loving your job, right, and you're still balancing and juggling, let's say, you know, um, your own career and dealing with that and working with an agency now more directly and more officially and with kids uh, through Camp Vox and, and directly uh, through an agency, as well as understanding the shifts in your career and Voxy Ladies, however much part of that day or maybe each month that that takes. How do you stay fresh? How do you keep yourself uh, um, limber in terms of your vocal and your mental for that work?
1: I do hot yoga. (laughs) You do hot yoga. Oh, yeah, wow. oh, so I haven't done it much this summer because I, I, it's so hot and I live in the South. And the last thing you want to do is walk out of a hot yoga class and sit in your car and it's like 95 degrees. I do work out. Honestly, my physical health, the more that i focus focused on my physical health, and I've always been pretty healthy, I eat pretty healthy. I'm, pretty, I'm physically really active, but I work out with a personal trainer. I love weightlifting. I love. I love just getting out and pushing myself physically, you know, that really puts me in this really uh, just kind of bold frame of mind where, you know, every day comes and it comes with its own challenges and, you know, like Boxy Ladies, it's evolved over the years and and it it really like the kind of, we're funneling in, in tons of work. Yeah, you are. And it, it is a lot to maintain. And there are days when I work very long hours. You know, I'm in the booth and then I'm out because i got to manage an email. And then I'm back in the booth right. and I'm out because i got to, you know, whatever, whatever.
0: Totally understand.
1: You know, now kind of the fun new thing that I've, I've, I've been doing is uh, directing kids in sessions. And so last week we were down in Atlanta working for BBDO and Toys R Us directing kids through you. We've got 24 sessions. Wow. um, Yeah. Kids through a a really cool. That's a full week. Isn't that? Well, it was, we only did nine last week and we'll do, we have 24 more to go. go. So I'm I'm going a million miles an hour. But I would say, I mean, one of the biggest things that I, you know, one of the greatest things I've done for myself, you know, and then also just to be able to, to keep up with everything is I do take time for myself, and I I am pretty fierce about exercising. Like, I love... That's really good. I think think a lot of this job requires a lot of sitting on your butt some days. And sometimes, you know, just being out and physically active and...
0: It changes all of the chemistry in your body and your brain.
1: It makes you more alert. Honestly, it's so funny. Like, when I really started paying attention to to weightlifting, like, I love, I I love it. Like, the last couple weeks have been kind of bad because I've been traveling and we were in New York and I ate way too much pizza. But, (laughs) like, I I, I find that the days that I go in and I really focus on strength training, like, I walk out and I'm feeling like a boss. And I just go and I take a big old bite out of the day. Yeah. And I don't let anything slow me down and I don't let anything stop me from accomplishing everything that I've set out to do whether it's that day or that week or that right, month. Right, And honestly, just the, the being healthy physically yeah, really helps me stay healthy mentally.
0: It gives you the freedom to be more creative and the confidence to be more creative with your, with your actual voiceover sessions and prep for that. Yeah, awesome.
1: Hires me out enough, like when I push myself physically, I can sleep better at night. Yes. A real hard time sleeping because like I said, I can't, Really turn, turn it off. I have a very hard time unplugging, even when it's night night time.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> wearing myself out physically. Like so that. the vodka
0: wasn't a good alternative. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I won't send you any more bottles. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> a
1: little bit of deadlifting, a little bit of plum wine, and I'm good. <laughs>
0: <laughs> very, very good advice. Very, very good advice, which I'm taking to heart as the weather's changes. We're doing this recording in fall and uh, I hate it because now I can't go outside to work out. I have to maintain inside. Otherwise, it's just muddy and blah, blah, blah. It's hard. So thank you for your <laughs> encouragement. It's really hard. Now we're going to take a quick commercial break and come back with the Love That Boys Over Rorschach quiz. Woo!
1: <laughs> awesome. I love it.
0: Hey, 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 gang. It's Ellie Ray here, and I want you to keep listening to love that voiceover. Love that voiceover. hoo And we're back, and we're going to put Lisa Biggs who hasn't worked out yet today <laughs> into a new workout. It's called the Love That Voiceover Rorschach Quiz. And essentially, it's just a, you know, all of this real interview is is how you're feeling in the moment, you know, because we don't prepare you with any questions or anything like that. But this is more like an improv-y question session. It's kind of fun. I know it's not really like improv, but it's improvisational in that, you know, based on the mood and, you know, how good your coffee is this morning for you. Yeah, whatever the mood is for you right now. So we start you off slow and easy, and then we get more in-depth in different questions. All right?
1: Awesome. Okay.
0: So every answer is always right. Just don't forget that always right. <laughs> What's your current favorite color? Orange. Orange. What's your current well and It's just funny because we're doing this right before Halloween too. That's funny. <laughs> <Ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-ba-da>. <laughs> What's your current favorite song? Whether you sing it or whether you hear it on the radio, it doesn't matter.
1: Oh, oh my gosh. Um, What is my favorite song? What have I been listening to lately? It's actually not a um, it's, it's a song I was reminded of. Yeah? Breathing Underwater. It's, uh, oh my gosh, who
0: sings it? Can you sing it?
1: Uh, oh gosh. Da, 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 da. Hold on, hold on. It's like a techno band. Am I breathing underwater? Okay, Metric.
0: Oh, cool.
1: It's called Metric. It's a song from 2012. Um, and the song's Breathing Underwater. Yeah, it's really good. Did you get singing lessons? Um, no, but I do sing a lot for work.
0: Yeah, that's what I picked up on.
1: Get hired. In fact, one of my favorite clients. He has a EDM band. He's like this kind of twenty something hipster dude. Yeah. But he works yeah. for a big toy licensing company, and um, he asked me to sing like five tracks on their next album.
0: Sweet.
1: Right? I'm like that. I'm so cool, but like. I feel like I need to go on a shopping spree at Urban Outfitters or something.
0: Like, <laughs> Maybe that's what you need to do.
1: <laughs> could actually write the lyrics, and I'm like, oh, okay, that's different.
0: <laughs> that's a little different, yeah.
1: But he loves the, the – I, I have like a, a Snow White kind of – which isn't the, the Disney character that I want to be. By the way, but I do kind of a Snow White kind of like, so whistle what's the word?
0: That trill.
1: It's kind of a transatlantic kind of singing kind of.
0: Oh, that's kind of 40s ish too. That's real retro right now.
1: We'll find you when you something. So he wants me to sing like that for their EDM band, and they're like, Hey! Cool.
0: Oh, sweet! Very, very fun. Very cool. Very cool. Oh my God, that was so cool. What is your favorite beverage or cocktail?
1: Oh, um, I le- actually I had a apple martini a couple days ago, and I don't really drink a lot. And I had like one and a half, and I was so silly. <laughs> Which is good because I needed to be. I needed to like chill out. Stanley tells me all the time. He's like, DTFU, chill the out you know <laughs> that's awesome it is my favorite, uh, today at least this week cuz i was like that that did get me to, to bring it down a notch and there I you actually enjoy being out of town with his family for you know the evening
0: yeah cool what is an item in your closet you can think of right now
1: my ugg boots
0: <laughs> your ugg boots yes and what is special about your ugg boots
1: they're super stylish and sexier. Mm-hmm. and they're waterproof. Oh wow! I can't wait till I can wear them. It's
0: almost UGG weather. Almost UGG weather. Oh god, I
1: love UGG boots. UGGs. I have like probably six or eight pair. It's but they look good with like everything. I right? know,
0: I know. If you have the right, if you have the right legs, I'm a little short and a little wide for them, but I still love them anyway. <laughs> They're so cute. A little more introspective. Growing up, when you were a little kid. What was the name of your best friend?
1: Holly Brown. And her brother's name was Charlie Brown.
0: <laughs> oh, Lord, that is too much. Oh, my God. Well, tell us a little about Holly besides her brother.
1: Well, she was cool. She had this kind of tomboy kind of edgy thing that I always really, like. I was always really attracted to like alpha, alpha girls, like as my friend. Not realizing that, to some degree, I'm I'm pretty alpha. I'm not I'm not like bossy at all. I'm I'm very laid back.
0: You're a leader. You're a leader.
1: You're alpha. And and definitely, I think more more of that kind of personality take charge, kind of. And I was always attracted to that. And she, but although she she had a Shira castle. What's that? Oh, do you remember Shira? Like He-Man and Shira?
0: Yes. Now you say He-Man. Now I do. Yeah.
1: He-Man's, sister I guess she had a she a castle and like growing up my my parents were very conservative I come from a very conservative Christian home which is so weird because now they send me out to buy like rated you know NC-17 video games for my nephew what's the one with the cars the yeah auto grand grand, grand theft auto, auto. Grand theft auto. Yeah. my dad sends me out with my 14 year old nephew he was 12 at the time he's like yeah let's go buy that video game like so I'm like dad do you know anything about that? I'm like, I wasn't even, even allowed to have a She-Ra castle. Oh
0: But Holly did, right, Holly Brown?
1: Yeah, oh yeah. And she lives a couple blocks from me and I would cruise over to her house on my little unicorn bike <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and be like, yo, let's play She-Ra. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let's kick some let's kick some little girl ass. <laughs>
0: That is so cute. What guilty pleasure do you let yourself indulge in?
1: Guilty. And this goes back to the the fact that I can't relax.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was thinking it might. Yeah.
1: Starbucks. No, I am. Um, the two things that do help me unwind, and they're not, I mean, I, I love, I love a good Netflix binge, mm-hmm. you know, whatever that is. Right now, we're blazing our way through Homeland, uh-huh. And I do love the plum wine.
0: I haven't tried that.
1: Yeah, it's like eight bucks a bottle. It's like really cheap. <laughs> um, you know, I'll drink it when we go have like sushi date night.
0: That is good. You have it with sushi? It's a kind of sake?
1: Yeah. Uh. No, it's not sake, but it's sold in the wine store where the sake is sold.
0: Yeah, it's a plum wine. A plum wine. Yeah. I think I know what, exactly what it is. Yes, it's nice. Yes. Okay, yeah. I get it. Very good. Very nice. I do have
1: pleasures, I really do. So thank you for putting that, planting that seed, because I do need to have more guilty pleasures. Maybe you do. <laughs> I like to, uh, I like to read voiceover blogs and <laughs> voiceover podcasts.
0: What is the sickest? What is the sickest voiceover pleasure
1: that you have? I love creepy kid voices all day <laughs> long. It's so funny, actually. Like I do a lot of creepy kid stuff. We were at a haunted house. And this girl came up, dressed like a little girl. And she's like, welcome to my haunted house or whatever. And I was like, bitch, please. I'm like, uh-uh. I'm yeah. like, watch this. And I was like, it's so great to be here. Well, and whatever I said. And she looked at me like, holy crap. That is the creepiest sound I've ever come seen come out of a grown woman. <laughs> and I was like, for a minute, I was like, I was like, owned it. I yeah. was like, I am the creepiest person in the room right now. In the whole place. Seconds later, some dude comes out of the corner with a chainsaw, and I was like, <laughs> man, it totally killed my buzz. Because I, like, I hate chainsaws. I will, I will. It's scary. Down women and children to get away from a chainsaw. <laughs> I don't know who you are. If you are in my way and you do not move, you are going down. Because I will not be in the same. Room, or I like, I'll, I'll bolt. Like, I hate chainsaws.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're creepy.
1: You will see my true colors. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you will see the dust uh, of the, your feet.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, it's every man for himself at that point. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: here's something we've, we've learned that you're very, very talented in, in a variety of ways. What natural gift that you don't have would you most like to possess?
1: I would love to be able to shred an electric guitar uh-huh. but my problem is I'm not diligent when it comes to the learning process and that's true for voiceover like it took me eight years to find a little boy voice that that really booked because I don't sit down and practice things like I should and when I decided you know as a young kid I was like man I, I love Led Zeppelin growing up they're my favorite band they still are I wanted to be Jimmy Page, like I wanted to sit down. But my problem is, like, I don't want to be Lisa trying to learn how to play guitar. I want to sit down and be Jimmy Page. Right? I just want to sit down and be like, (laughs) (laughs) you know, and I just don't have the patience. And so I do say, like, when I get to heaven, that is what I want to ask Jesus for. Not that he's like, not I'm not mistaking Jesus for Santa Claus. Trust me. (laughs) Okay. I do, like when I get to heaven I'm be like, yo, like, about this whole guitar thing.
0: You want it to appear in your hands and be able to go
1: well, and like I don't know, if there's this Radiohead song that I loved. I still love Radiohead too. And it talks about when you get to heaven you can play a big guitar like Jim Morrison. <laughs> and I was like, Cool, I'm down with that. Yeah. Awesome. Yep. I'll say the sinner's prayer, let me in.
0: That's on the that's on the after bucket list. <laughs> Awesome. All right. So I think we're really, really good. We know that you are involved with nonprofits. Uh, you want to mention, you want to give a shout out?
1: Actually, I'm going today to a Ryan Seacrest studio inside the Levine Children's Hospital. And we do with Boxy Ladies and Camp Box, we do a lot of work with them. It's really cool. Ryan has created this uh, kind of mission and he's, he's built these fully functional broadcasts studios inside of children's hospitals. I think there's seven throughout the United States. And I go and I visit and I talk to kids about voiceover. And sweet, sweet. I get on the on the radio and we play bingo today. I'm playing bingo. I'm the, I'm the celebrity bingo caller. Uh, I, uh, we're having a Halloween pet parade. And uh, I'm reading stories to the kids, Halloween stories. And I, I've actually invited some of my Camp Box students to come and hang out and read and participate in that because I think, you know, especially now, I mean we live in a very egocentric world. Social media, all that stuff, it's yeah. all about me, me. And so I do everything I can within Boxy Ladies, even though they they like like they get it. Like, you know, but like especially with my kids that I teach and I work with, them opportunities to give back service out service oriented opportunities. But yeah, we work with them And what was the name of the organization again? The Ryan Seacrest Foundation. Okay. So and then we do stuff with Learning Ally, which is really cool. Right. I can say this here because hopefully if anyone hears this and is like me, 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 I am currently producing sixty audiobooks for blind and dyslexic kids and I need voices. So I've got, you know, about twenty done. It would be bomb-tacular if I could have them done by Christmas. But there's no deadline. But they're really short. They're like 5 to 10 minutes. Some of them are like 20 minutes of audio, the longer ones. And then I do have a bunch of bigger books that I'm casting and producing. It's all volunteer. I'm volunteering. The narrator's volunteer. Okay, I read. I, I voluntarily no narrate pay. for them. Yeah. Which is so funny because... You know, I I talk about you gotta be flexible with voiceover, you gotta be able to do whatever. But I would not touch an audiobook with a 10 foot pole. I just won't, As a professional. But if you throw me 300 pages to read for charity, I'm all over it. It's so. And I have to edit it myself. I'm like, whatever. Oh, yeah, that's the problem with Learning Ally. They are a fantastic organization, and they are one of those nonprofits where, you know, the Boxy Ladies, we do a ton of work with nonprofits, and every everything we do is really special, and, 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 and we love it, and we're all about it, but, you know, some of these organizations we've worked with recently, like, like Learning Ally, like Ryan Seacrest, um, the Ryan Seacrest Foundation, it's cool to work with people like that that know their purpose, like they know why they're doing what they're doing. They know where they're coming from. They know where they're going. And so you just kind of jump right in and it's a well-oiled machine. Instead of going, hey, I really want to give back, but I'm here, no, I'm not really sure, They do really great work. And so that's been really cool to work with organizations like that. But but yeah, we do a ton of stuff and um, it is something that has always been a big thing to me, especially coming from where I've come from, being adopted, out of a pretty yucky situation and knowing what my life could have been like and then this really wonderful life that honestly I couldn't really bring any of this stuff to life if I wanted to. And I'm not trying to be all like, you know, cute, soft. Meat. But yeah, you did. I like I work hard. I work my butt out. But you did. <laughs> but this, this industry is very fickle and, and it could be gone tomorrow. And so it is so important to me that... Every day I am mindful of how blessed I am of the success that I've am currently experienced that may go away tomorrow. I mean I just don't know. So being involved and giving back like that matters to me because it just it, it certainly gives me a reality check. On days when, you know, I'm I'm maybe not booking or weeks I'm not booking as much as I was last month or whatever. I do know that what I do matters in right. that that matters to me. And then I also know that it could be gone tomorrow. And so everything I can to, to, to be visible and, 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 and publicly spread, you know, the message of gratitude and, and giving back and appreciation and, and faith and all those things, like I'm, i it matters to me a lot. So.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's more also part of the, the other parts of your life. Those are the other parts, parts of the other parts of your life. Thank you. Um, Is there anything I missed that you would like to share with our listeners?
1: Um, I don't know. I mean, we've got a couple of cool things. We do have the summit coming down the line.
0: Yes. Well, why don't you tell people how they can find out more about Voxy Ladies and who it's for?
1: I mean, Voxy Ladies is a professional association for women in voiceover. We have a lot of cool stuff going on from, you know, community involvement, service-oriented projects to I mean, we we do get a lot of opportunities to book work, which has actually been really I didn't expect that. I didn't expect kind of stuff to funnel through our little organization like that.
0: <sighs> How many people are in Voxy ladies at this point?
1: Um, about one hundred and fifty.
0: And is it only women?
1: Yeah, it's only women. Mm-hmm. We have young girls, too. We have I call them our Vox
0: Okay, great. <laughs> and it's vo- the website URL.
1: Yeah, V O X Y, boxy Voxy ladies, V O X Y L A D I E S, boxyladies dot And it's been, like I said, the the coolest slash probably hardest thing I've ever I've ever done is is maintain this organization. But it's been awesome because it on days where you feel like you're alone. You know, we've got this great community that reminds us that we're not and that we can do whatever it is. And, and, and to provide girls with the resources, whether it's just encouragement or a virtual hug or actually, like, actually giving them... Meeting. Yeah, meeting or giving them, you know, oh, you you want to accomplish this? Because we, ha- we have a lot of great resources that we've developed within the organization in terms of connecting girls with the right people so that they can... Have more voiceover business opportunities, but yeah, it's, you know we have our Lady Boss initiative, which is been really nice cool to connect with other female entrepreneurs. Um, but yeah, we have an event in January. Um, hopefully, I'll I'll make it to January without developing like some kind of chronic eye twitch or something. <laughs> it is really stressful. Like I it is. I,
0: I can't believe you took it on. Honestly,
1: it is off to anyone who everyone who's come before us. Because it is, it is event organ. In fact, because of the boxy summon I'm, I'm certain I don't want a wedding. <laughs> 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 I got like, I like, couple people, you know, in the nice, you know, church, you know, small church, small ceremony, but like all this other stuff, like no thanks.
0: <laughs> it's hard. It's hard. I used to do a lot of that professionally. Yeah. It's
1: gonna be good. It's all for women. It's a, a voiceover. It's a conference for women in voiceover and creative media in Atlanta January 29th through the 31st and uh it's going to be awesome like i said like i i i we're 3 months out as of tomorrow on October 29th we'll be 3 months out and so it's about to get like cray cray but um <laughs> It's gonna be great. I shared a video in our on our event page yesterday because I was at the Marine Corps Marathon this weekend, and I'm watching these thirty thousand runners take off, and it was this incredible thing. It's just, I mean, you couldn't I mean you couldn't help but like like really emotionally respond to them. I mean, I'm kind of crying, but I'm trying to pretend like I'm not because you know. <laughs> but I was like, you know, I I have never run twenty six miles. I don't think I ever want to. However. You know, I I did feel like that experience of what those runners are going through is kind of parallel to what we experience in that, like, we are pounding the pavement every day. And it was so cool. And we're we're running in a marathon. like It's hard. No one ever said it was going to be easy. And it was amazing to see these people take off at once and just that that collected energy of 30,000 people that were all want all working and striving to meet the same finish line and there is obviously not going to be 30,000 people at the Voxie Summit <laughs> I hope not because I don't know how all. but I, I, I thought you know that's kind of why we're doing this because that experience we want to replicate that and remind these girls and yeah like give them you know, have great speakers and great, like, breakout sessions and yada, yada, yada. But ultimately, people come to these things because they want to know that they are not in it alone. And they're right. reminded that whether you're can, you are can barely walk or whether, like, you're having a week where you're hauling ass and, like, you're adrenaline or something, like, we're in this together and, and you don't have to feel the burden of the pursuit of this industry. Like yeah, some days you're gonna feel it, but like just to remind them that hey, we have this wonderful, resourceful, just genuine and and, and and terrific community of women that yeah, like traditionally women are very competitive, but you know, I think voiceover is different from what people think it is. I think they think women are climbing all over each other trying to get to the top. But what I've seen through Boxy Ladies and what I've seen through just interacting with this this professional community, men and women, is that people are genuinely supportive of one another, even though we're in direct competition. Yes, and I think that is is not unique or specific to voiceover, but it's definitely it's definitely unique for for people in entrepreneurship and especially entertainment-related things like
0: acting. Entertainment-related, yeah. And in fact, did you do on camera in L.A.?
1: No. Mm -mm. So
0: I did, I was doing on camera, I started in voiceover, but tangentially got a lot of on camera work back when I started in 2001. And for on camera, there's a lot more competition and vindictiveness or something underneath that lower, you know, there's a little bit of that. um, I can do this better than you, you know, show me, show me what you got, I, I got something here. There's a lot more of that obvious competition in on camera than there is in voiceover and you really you really don't feel it you feel much more of a camaraderie
1: in voiceover
0: and I hear that time and time again
1: and I think voiceover and I I tell people this all the time that want to talk about like how do I get into voiceover or maybe they're already in their journey in voiceover and they they aren't quite sure like what to do next and I, I I say this, and I don't. Try, I'm not trying to be discouraging or rude, but like the thing that differentiates us from from on camera actors is, is that we are not really that special. We are replaceable, and so and I think voice actors know that. So on one hand, kind of sucks because you know where there's one person that sounds this one way and thinks that they are you know the end all be all in their category. Most people. People could probably go, oh, I know 10 guys that sound like you. I know 10 girls that sound like you. Yeah. But it also releases us from that, oh, it's me. They don't like me. Oh, my God. And we don't have to take things quite so personally because it really is. There's so many variables where, you know, with on-camera stuff, it's about, you know, what you look like, how tall you are. Do you look like the person that's playing your mother or your father? There's just so many variables that go into it that I could see how you would take it personally. It's about your physical appearance.
0: Yeah, a lot of it
1: is. Well, a voiceover, like, you don't have to get stuck in that place of, like, woe is me. I'm not good. But you do have to treat it as a profession because it is about speed. It is about customer service. It's about professionalism. I mean, anytime I run auditions, you know, I, I will sometimes send them out in waves, because it is about customer service. And I know if someone comes to us for Boxy Ladies and they need something, as soon as I have 10 that are ready to go, I'm probably going to send them off because I want to be able to, I know that.
0: You want them to know it's going to come.
1: Right. And I know that whoever is reaching out to us, whether it's a production house, a casting director, like, you know, some independent producer or whatever, I know that they're they're not just reaching out to me. When stuff goes out now, it goes out far and wide. It's on Craigslist. It's on Voice One Two Three. Yeah. It's coming through the agency via Voice Bank. You know, they're reaching out to people because they just want what they want, want it when they need it. And and voiceover is sometimes kind of the afterthought of the creative process. So you gotta move fast, and so you have gotta really put your focus on customer service. Regardless of how awesome you are and, and, and Exactly. I'm not saying that people aren't really freaking good at what they do. I would like to think that I'm very good at what I do. But I also know if someone beats me to the punch, you know, that the they've got a need and they've got a void and they're not gonna wait, regardless of how talented you are. So you've gotta move fast.
0: Yeah, you've gotta be responsive, yeah.
1: Yeah, and especially now. Like it's it's faster than ever, which is why a few shortcuts you can take where you couldn't have taken before in terms of popping stuff out on your iPhone because you're at Trader Joe's and so you just run and hop in your car and record it really fast and it's just send him a quick note, hey you know, I saw this come in, I know you're in a hurry to turn this thing around, I wanted to move it. you know, I wanted to get it to you as fast as I could I'll be back in my studio in an hour if you need anything, whatever, you know, just let them know but like, like it's evolved I mean, that's what we can talk about, like it's definite. and gosh, I Just
0: like technology
1: Right, and that will look like in five years but for 10 years but gosh i hope we're still in it
0: cheers to that yeah cheers to that and that's a perfect note to say we'll have you back in 10 years <laughs> how do they people find out about it? it's lisa biggs b-i-g-g-s dot com correct that's my
1: website All right. mm-hmm.
0: and there's our bell <laughs> so thank you we really appreciate having this wonderful opportunity to hear about all of the things that you've told us so incredible some of the stuff that you uh reflected on and this last bit of advice really it's a lot of golden nuggets in this conversation with lisa biggs thank you so much thank, thank
1: you me. so much Yay!
0: <laughs> until next time Thanks for listening to Love That Voiceover. Lots of love to you. You sexy, beautiful, adorable person. Take care.